This is the Fighting Irish Faithful Podcast Special Pre-Game Navy Edition. West Coast Irish, my brother, is back in the studio. How y'all doing? How's it going, everyone? And we're going to discuss uh, just Navy a little bit, tailgating, Notre Dame in general, and a lot of college football playoff talk. So strap yourselves in, get your tailgate koozies ready. Here we go, Irish. Three wide receivers right. They're going to go for two. Back to throw. Walsh looks, looks, looks. Has the time. Lost the ball. The pass is fed down. Dawson throws over receiver in the end zone. Touchdown, Notre Dame. Somehow, the Irish did it. Out of the pack, 30-35. Goodbye, baby. At the 50, the 40, the 30, the 20, the 10. Five-five rocket touchdown, Irish. Zimikowski looking for a block. Touch to the right to the 40. Gets a block, gets to the 45-50. Up to the 45-40. 30, one man to beat. 20, 15, 10. He's down to the five. Touchdown, Irish. We don't say three, two, or one. We're yeah, not. we don't say we three, just, two, or one. We just no, don't. no. Wait, <laughs> what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Fighting Irish Faithful Show special pre-game edition. I am welcomed by. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. West Coast Irish back in the house. Do we have ladies that listen to our show? I would hope so. Otherwise, that's kind of lame if well, it's just the doc. Yeah, the doc is doc's here. Yeah, there are some other fans. I'm sure there's a couple others. Yeah, so. yeah. Anyway, and well, of course, mom. You know, mom. Well, uh, yeah, we, maybe we should <laughs> mention that here. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. Uh, so, as promised in the episode earlier this week, um, we uh, brother is here for the Navy game, and uh, figured we should just uh, talk a little bit about that because it's been a while since you've been at a game at Notre Dame Stadium. Oh, it's been quite a while, actually. I think the last time I went was with you and Steven. Yeah, that's right. Our eldest brother. Spoiler alert. Yeah. But who's not on Twitter, which I don't think he'll ever be on Twitter. No, But that's okay. We can move on from that. We can blame the day job on that one. Yeah, his day job, I think, maybe that's like a work hazard or something. (laughs) But... Social media presence, not allowed. Not... Yeah, I think it's... uh, Well, yeah. Highly discouraged discouraged i think yeah he, he's got responsibility to take care of right so but yeah anyway uh bro's back and so your last game that you were at notre dame was in 2009 wow that was a while that was a while ago charlie weiss was still the coach uh yeah, yeah. It, it was his last year because i was a grad student that's still. true that's very true yeah, yeah. But, um yeah life has happened in that time I got married and had a kid, so yeah. <laughs> all life major life events have happened. Clearly, I needed to recenter myself and come back to Notre Dame Stadium. Yeah. See another game. Hit the reset button. It, you know, I, I figured stop by the grotto, say a couple prayers. We yeah. Get some things right this time. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> yeah. Did you not go to the grotto last time? That see that screwed it up right there. Yep. All right. We did go to Mass, the Basilica, I think. So, all right, so at least, at least we saw this. So, there you go. But yeah, that was against Washington. And I remember, there's two things I remember about the Washington game. Number one is it was rainy. It was oh, very rainy. Was crazy. Yeah, it was wet. And at one point, you and Steven are playing cornhole, and I'm, you know, grilling 
I was doing tailgating and. Well, and yeah. So for those of you who don't know, uh, when I was a grad student at Notre Dame, I would uh, my second year, I ran the tailgates for the aerospace and mechanical departments, and. Uh, I just kind of inherited, you know, a bunch of stuff like a camping stove and an EDF tent and just a couple of random shit that I was putting in my apartment that my roommates were cool with. And long story short is I organized the tailgate, collected the money and set up and this, that and the other and just had a good routine. And I loved it. I loved every minute of it. And then it was uh, 10 years. Uh, last or last time I tailgated at Notre Dame was in 2019 for the Virginia Tech game. But um, I absolutely love running tailgates. Um, the lot that the grad students used to be in, do you know where it was or what's there now? No, I have no idea. Okay, so. You can't, well, you, yeah, not in that specific area unless you tailgate on the Compton family ice rink. Oh, the hockey stadium. The hockey stadium was built over the old tower lot at the south end there. (laughs) Yeah. So it it doesn't exist anymore, the old grad students. But, yeah, maybe the business major screwed that up. I don't don't know. On purpose. (laughs) (laughs) Damn you, Mendoza College of Business. But, yeah, that. so I remember the rain and tailgating. But in that game i believe harrison smith laid the wood mm-hmm. on i think the game went to overtime or fourth quarter it was something like that mm-hmm. and today if that same hit had been laid on it totally would have been targeting oh he would have been ejected <laughs> there would have not been a review yeah it literally was that. yeah there was no replay it literally would have been you're gone you're out like, no jumbotron. Notre yeah. Dame still had grass. Like crossroads, yeah. of course, didn't exist. None of that stuff. The, the helmets, I think, were still a brown khaki color. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but no Under Armour. I mean, a lot has changed in that amount of time. So it's been twelve years since you've been to a game. Twelve years at Notre Dame Stadium. Yeah, it Times have changed, and we have a new coach. Yep. But you know what? Here, here there are some things that are consistent. We still haven't won a major bowl game. Oh, <laughs> let's not go burn. there. We're, okay, we're we're going back. We're starting over. Okay, we we're going have back to talk to, about. We have we to. We're going back to the grotto. We're going to redo things. Yeah, okay? but I have to give a little jab to Kelly here. I, <laughs> I am going to be in proximity of him. I'm not going to like shout at him during the player walk tomorrow. How about that? Right. Okay. So, <laughs> I won't do that. But yeah, we'll be we'll be at the game tomorrow. Um, as I've mentioned in other podcasts. We will be going with some Knights of Columbus people. Absolutely. And so uh, the the Knights will be uh, going up to South Bend. Absolutely. So, yeah. So we'll we'll have some good times there. Um, one person in particular, our our Grand Knight, actually has never been to Notre Dame's campus. Ooh, so this ought to be cool. Yeah, I think that'll be really special for You're him. You're actually so. bringing your grand knight to He Notre wanted Dame. to go. I That's was like, awesome. Yeah, I, I, well, what I did is I was just like, hey, I'm gonna, I want to go to a game this year. I'm probably only going to go to one game, you know, because we got the baby now and other things going on in life, and it's expensive. And so it's like, you know what, we'll just go to one game. And, and I suggested Navy because of, you know, Navy has got some of the pageantries and there's that mutual respect. And it, it is, I think... You know, I don't want to say a bucket list game, but you know, it's got some given the uniqueness to it. Kind of the 
the unique connection between the Navy and Notre Dame right. through everything from the Heisman to the old school records to the Navy being responsible for helping keeping Notre Dame open yes. academically uh, during, what was it, World War II, I believe. World War II. So That's right. I, I think all of that is, is definitely a nice little homage. And, you know, I, I think it's, I like that we play the Navy every year. I do too. Like, yeah, look, we should talk about that, the Navy rivalry. Like, I, I saw on Twitter, I won't name who it was, but someone was basically saying, like, like they don't like the rivalry or they hate it. And, you know, I, and they didn't list their reasons, right? They just mm-hmm. said they didn't like it, and that's fine. You know, you're limited on Twitter, but the number of characters. But it's like, my, my thing is this. Like, would you rather play Navy, a team with, like, 100th ranked talent, you know, in that range? I think it's, like, 115 or something. Or play like UAB or, you know, what? some other Mac team like Toledo. Oh, wait, we already played Toledo. <laughs> I was just trying to strike that reversal. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but I... no, seriously, like if you had to play a team that was of lesser talent, inferior Why talent. Not make it a service academy. Make that it a gets service national academy. National television right. coverage. Obviously historic with its previous records. Well, and there's a connection to Notre Dame, right? Et cetera, et cetera. Absolutely. So why would we not do it? I I don't know. Why wouldn't we do it? And honestly, I'll take the rivalry that Notre Dame, and yes, it's old and probably needs to be updated. But again, the talent disparity probably is something we will never see again. Well, you need to be recommended by your congressman in order to get into the Naval Academy, right? Yeah, well, don't get me started about that, my own personal experience at the Air Force Academy with that. But okay. Um, No, it, it literally is the disparity of talent, obviously. But the academic requirements pretty similar, so there's a, there's a lot of similarities I think. But I think right. it's that nod tra- to, to tradition that we as Notre Dame fans definitely yeah. do identify. When with. in doubt, tradition, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and and that's another thing. Like like Notre Dame, you know, with with kind of it has this like kind of old feel. You know, the academy mm-hmm. has kind of had that old feel, and in addition to that. Notre Dame in some ways carries itself like a service academy like it not in the same way you know no, with I, all I, the I rules and mean. stuff but kind of that that old-timey clout right tradition you know history behind this it. is where we should play the 1940s like record scratchy track I have exactly. you know <laughs> the old-timey team yeah run the ball Kelly yeah exactly okay day bay damn it <laughs> If some old person in the gold seats is is t- is tweeting out hashtag #RTDB, like please follow. Oh, absolutely. Follow follow myself. Uh, you know, we didn't introduce ourselves to people. Well, at this point, I think everyone knows you're fighting Irish faithful. Well, that is the name of the show. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at faithful underscore Irish, and my brother is at Red Snapper ninety ninety eight. So, on Twitter, but yeah, like. The, the rivalry of Notre Dame and Navy, like, it's clearly one-sided. Definitely. You know, the, it's like Notre Dame was an 80% win percentage, and then right. Charlie Weiss screwed that up. And then Brian Kelly lost to them in uh, his first season mm-hmm. and then didn't lose again to Navy until 2016, the completely abysmal shit well, show that that season that. was. Um, but ever since then, you know, it's, uh, all the other games have been wins, which is good. And I mm-hmm. said last week that there's no reason in hell why Notre Dame should lose tomorrow to right. Navy. And if they did, there has to be like the flu or some other virus 
going across Please don't you know say the that. thing i'm, I, I'm just this. saying one. do we need another well, one well notre dame's Jeez. reminding us because we have to wear masks apparently if we go into any building so okay. you know i mean we're gonna follow the rules you know i'm of not gonna course, we're not there to course. you know chant chant stuff and be obnoxious except you know on, in the stadium and out the football team but the um but no notre dame navy you know i think people don't like it because notre dame if Navy, let me put it this way. I think it's because of the style of football that Navy plays. Mm-hmm. Navy plays clearly a, you know, triple option mm-hmm. style. Um, it's really nasty. It's very unique and difficult to defend. And it requires, it's kind of boring in the sense it's not sexy. It's not air raid. It's not Mike Leach. All right. No, definitely it, not. It's what you see is what you get. And we could have taken an old scratchy VHS tape from back in the day. And that's the game film. <laughs> well, it, it's it's reminiscent of the old wing T style formation where you have U backs and split backs, and you know you can run out of so many different formations because you don't know who's going to get the ball. So yeah. there's a lot of misdirection and a lot of what we now have the RPOs, a lot of zone read, a lot of that is based off of it's based off option football, the yeah. option style football that was created in the wing T, which became this triple threat you know read option right so it, it definitely does have the connection from one to the other so you can kind of in this game look at the tradition of this is where it came from this is where we're running it the difference is can we use the zone read against their defensive line and actually get them in the traps and actually get our offensive line which by the way very encouraging over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, they're doing much better. So this literally should be a shell seven on seven for them. They should be able to just walk through and pick up blocks. So I, I would love to see the Notre Dame offensive line go for perfection this year. Or this week, rather. Yeah, this on, week for on sure. I'm pushing for the perfect home run. Every play should be for a home run, and they should be pushing for that form of perfection yeah based on let's go we've got the talent disparity let's do it yeah so. i mean with between avery davis and kevin austin and mayor i mean just give give mayor on an out route you know like he probably is 50 pounds over anybody on navy's defense right and you probably know. A, an additional four to six inches tall right so. yeah he's not he's not a small person so you know, get your playmakers in space, uh, give them the ball, and there's no reason why Notre Dame on offense should have a problem. What concerns me is the fact that Navy, because they run the ball, because they keep the clock rolling, that time of possession is going to be in their favor. Um, I have the stat here on their time of possession for the year. I mean, they're fourth in the country. They hold the ball on average 59 percent of every game where notre dame is less than half of the game you know sitting at 57th ranked in the country okay so the problem with navy and maybe this is leading into why people don't like them is it's annoying quote unquote because they're holding the ball the whole time and let's face it what makes football you know what makes the highlight reels you know other than you know crazy hits you know like from harrison smith but it's offense and, you know, triple option is not the sexiest, op, you know, thing. Something mm-hmm. like a long Kyron Williams run, yeah. that's a different story. Or Tyler Buckner doing his thing in the Buck Wild package. But Navy with triple option, they're not going to be a sexy offense. It's 
it's going to just be like rote, you know, mm-hmm. going to work, punching a clock. And then when they catch you slipping or you do something stupid and you're out of position, Navy is usually smart enough to, to take advantage of you. Yeah, they'll Absolutely. take advantage of you. And, or the, like you get complacent and comfortable and, okay, you know, you're falling asleep on defense and everyone's just overly assignment football, then they burn you. See, I, I think this game this week is going to be an exercise in precision for two reasons. One, it's going to give us the opportunity for us to be perfect, run the plays perfect, get your perfect block, hit your assignment perfectly. The other side of it is we're going to be exposed to where our lack of perfection is. I guarantee right. you this Navy team is coming in drilled down to perfection. It's a military service academy. Yep. These men have absolutely been drilled and trained to go after the correct block, the correct timing, the correct angle. So this is going to be a game of those inches of perfection, of technique, mm-hmm. of fundamental football. And I think that is, it comes at a perfect time. We need to be looking at those little inches of perfection that we need to improve on. Yeah. So. Well, and, and I think there's signs from Navy that they are on the up and up for their season as a whole. I mean, they're, they're right now just playing in addition to the, you know, the president's trophy or whatnot, the, mm-hmm. the where they play against army. The other and, service. Yeah. The other two academies. Um, but they played Cincinnati. That is the mm-hmm. common opponent they have had so far with Notre Dame. They did pretty well. Yeah. They lost by only seven points yeah. and Notre Dame lost by more. And I actually think that, and we'll talk about the playoffs in a few minutes here, but the fact that Navy lost by seven points and Cincinnati did not beat them by more, mm-hmm. I think hurt them in the perception of the committee to a degree. If if Cincinnati had blowed them out of the water, you know, Navy's a two and six team, right? right? But you only win by seven points, same thing, right? Um so so that that I think is an interesting dynamic with Notre Dame and Navy, that connection that they both have to Cincinnati this season. But I also think that proves my point in showing or exposing our, you know, our weaknesses. If you look at the game we played against Cincinnati, it was major mistakes we made in coverages. It was major assignments that we missed. And some of those aspects, that's, you know, you see that if Cincinnati... Yeah, don't throw interceptions, right? If Cincinnati can only... (laughs) beat the Navy with that precision by that amount, then that shows the disparity between where we were versus even Navy against Cincinnati. Do I think Cincinnati is the better team of the three of us? Right now, they are. Sure, they're undefeated. When we played Cincinnati, we did not have the precision we have now sitting at, what, week nine? So I, I think that's one of those things that we really need to be cognizant of. And it is no longer let's be patient, let's you know kick the tires on the car. Now it's let's start pushing and practicing and going for precision, the perfect route, the perfect timing, the perfect block, because that's how it should be. You know, let's yeah. make sure we're in the right coverage, we're in the right read. Yeah. One thing that gives me hope from the offensive side of things is um, our offensive coordinator, Tommy Reese, played against navy so he knows and and the coaches of navy have been there the same Same amount of time same coaches that those are the same coaches 
that played Notre Dame in 2009, mm-hmm. same coaches that are there now. You know, Ivan Jasper, for example, the, the offensive coordinator for Navy, he's been with Ken Niamatololo the whole time. Yep. All right. So that is an advantage that not only has Kelly faced Navy year after year minus last year, but their offensive coordinator, Reese, also has done the same and does have that kind of hands-on experience of dealing with Navy from a defensive standpoint. Um, so I actually, I thought of that the other day about, mm-hmm. oh, you know what, like I'm not really worried about Notre Dame's offense um, against Navy, not only from the talent side of things, but quite frankly, there's really no excuse for Reese. He A, knows what he's going to get yep. from them, and it's going to be nothing but cut blocks and, and whatnot. Oh, firsthand, absolutely. So. Now, I want to talk about that because that's another reason, I think, in addition to, like, the boringness, like, you know, fall asleep and the game's, like, faster because of the thing. Uh, You know, the clock keeps rolling Mm -hmm. because they're running all the time. But a lot of people, you know, don't like playing Navy in the sense that we kind of get banged up with all the cut blocks. Mm -hmm. What's your opinion on all that? Honestly, that's just part of football. And if you're going to play football, you've got to... Take it for what it is. Any good team is going to use a cut block when they need to. Right. And you'll see it how many times? No. The whole point of a cut block is to have it come out of nowhere. Right. Um, but it's well, a and, legal hit. Exactly. It's legal. It is part. It is allowed in the rules, right? Yeah. It's not a chop block. It's not clipping, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> wow, clipping. There's a phrase I haven't heard forever. I, yeah, they never call that. But then, <laughs> but then the... Uh, yeah, they're too busy calling roughing the passer when it's exactly. not roughing the passer or targeting or some of this other stuff. But the um, personal foul and sportsmanlike conduct. Yeah, what? Yeah, he just took his helmet off because you know, like, <laughs> you know, he had grass in his eyes. You know, I don't know. But yeah, the it's allowed in the rules. It is. Uh, and but then I and I haven't done this analysis. I was gonna save this for next week, but um, I'm worried about Notre Dame's next opponent, Virginia. Just because Virginia is uh, going to be the complete opposite of Navy, mm-hmm. they throw the ball a shit ton. Yeah, they're okay. Be sitting in and pass Navy throw. Navy is literally the worst passing team. They're 130th in the country, and they average 59 yards. Like I think you know we do that to one guy, in you know one play. You one know, like series. yeah. So yeah. so. Next week bothers me Mer- a little Mer- bit. His first and it's two on the catches road. will have Navy's total of air. Right. Yeah, exactly. So that that's kind of the, my my opinion on Navy as a rivalry. You know, I like playing them. There's mutual respect. You know, I don't know Navy's alma mater or anything like that, but Notre Dame's going to be a active participant mm-hmm. what have you in that. And and I, I there is some respect, you know, and it kind of reminds me of rugby. Because rugby players, like, you know, rugby is a vicious game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's, it's pretty pretty brutal. You know, no pads, nothing, and they're mm-hmm. just hitting each other like crazy. And anything from, like, the hakas and these things, these, oh, like, yeah. intimidation things. But there's, like, this mutual respect within, like, this fierceness of two, you know, opponents going mm-hmm. at it, you know, all, all over the turf there. So, yeah, you know... Take it for what it is, you know. Should we play Navy every year? I don't know about that, um, you know. But what with Notre Dame, there's tradition, you know. That's just kind of what we do. I the way I see it is, you're gonna look at Notre Dame, and obviously, being an independent, we've been able to create our own schedule. And previous to the current circumstances, 
with the playoffs, you know, are they going to expand it past four teams? Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. But definitely, I think being in a conference lends you to the strength of schedule that then allows you to then show up in the playoffs. And being an independent, I love tradition, don't get me wrong. I want to see the the FUSC game. I want to see yeah. the Michigan game. I would I like to see, see Michigan Navy back on game. the schedule, absolutely. You know, if, I want if, to see those traditional games. I want to see BC. I want to see Stanford. Yeah. I want to see those you know, deep rivalry games. There's a reason why we love to hate those teams. Yeah. It's because of those rivalries. And I'm sorry, Navy is one of those is one of those rivalries. Yeah, it's one of those games. So, yeah, like like a rivalry doesn't necessarily have to be like like oh like the win percentage or of one team versus the other is like close to that fifty percent mark. It doesn't necessarily have to be two teams that are in close proximity to each other, like no. say Michigan and Michigan State or Michigan and Ohio State, right? Exactly. Or or if if we want to go to college basketball, Duke and North Carolina, right? Absolutely. They're really close to each other, right? Um. So so proximity doesn't have to do with it. Um. You know, there's usually some connection in some way, shape, or form, you know, with Correct. Notre Like, someone at work this week asked me, how the hell did Notre Dame and USC become rivals? And I had to go into the history of Newt Rockney taking the team across country, and, the, like, the wives talked, and mm-hmm. they wanted to finish the year, like, in the holidays or whatever on the West Warmer. Coast. And, yeah. And, <laughs> Get uh, me not, out of the cold. <laughs> not South Bend, please. But but no that like that and so then the the rivalry was kind of born out of that, um, which was kind of fun to to talk to people and it's like it's so weird like I always have my Notre Dame glasses on right and it's I interact with some Michigan State people at work some Alabama people unfortunately some Purdue people and like they there's so much about Notre Dame they don't know and clearly there's things about their schools I don't know but I think there's a little bit more of a history more of a tradition more of kind of this this story that right. is told about notre dame the story of notre dame and navy is a unique one oh, if, if nothing else just for some historical perspective of what was happening in colleges during the wartime oh absolutely right? absolutely so all right i think enough about navy there but we'll be at the game um i want to give the twitter shout out right now to Brandon Fry, uh, he has actually reached out to us on Twitter. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Hey, where are you guys going to be?" So, uh, Brandon, uh, you're, here's your opportunity. Listen to the podcast if you've lasted through the first, uh, you know, 26 minutes here. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> or you know, who knows how much cornhole and brats and beer you've had at this point? Exactly. But no, we um, originally we were going to be uh, parking over by the golf course and tailgating over there but then um i found out this week that one of the gentlemen we're going with uh is a season ticket holder sweet and has a joy slot pass so we are going to be taking the bus up it's a small shuttle bus it fits within the confines Uh, per per what i have i sent an email to notre dame and i said hey here's the dimensions of the bus here's a picture right it's a small little shuttle bus they're like as long as it's within these dimensions you're good so i'm like great i've got that email with us and we can yell at a parking lot attendant if necessary but i don't i don't foresee that being a problem um so yeah, assuming we don't have some I see bribing potential. Yeah, but, you know. I got some IPA here, <laughs> right? Yeah, 
You want a brat? Okay. But <laughs> but uh, Brandon, uh, you are the Twitter shout out. You've reached out to us. Uh, we will find each other some way, shape, or form. Look for a white uh, little kid's school bus. It's probably more like an old person's you know, nursing home bus, really. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of what it looks like. <laughs> but, what, what was the name of the place right across from OLA? Pilgrim's Place. The Pilgrim's Place? Oh, Pilgrim's it's Place. It's the Pilgrim's yeah. Place Mobile. The Pilgrim's Place Mobile, yeah. A bunch of missionaries retired. Exactly. That are sitting over there. Yeah, that's kind of what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes when I go to Kroger, there's these, it's like it's like sad and cute at the same time. You see these old people getting on and off this like shuttle bus from the nursing home because they're exactly. just going and getting groceries. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's like sad, but kind of cute at the same it's, time. It's but, carpool. Yeah. Uh, no one in our council has has a cane that that's going to this game as far as i know so i i think we're okay everyone will you be... did say you're the youngest one though i i am the young come on it's knights of columbus right you know it's, hey it's... i'm a third degree knight yeah but you're my older brother True. so i still hold that torch of youngest <laughs> in the crowd here but yeah we will be there uh where in the joy slot i don't know yet uh we're probably not going to get up to the there realistically you know 10 30 probably by the time we're planning to leave down here at seven so uh yeah we'll find each other and i'll be the guy wearing the notre dame stuff so sweet yeah uh should we talk about the college football playoffs uh yes i cannot believe we've actually lasted this long without talking about it uh first and foremost are you happy with it do you like it where do you well I, i no i'm not happy you're not happy with it. Um, but I'm not happy in the sense that, like, oh, the committee is screwing us again. That is okay. not my opinion of it. Okay. I actually think um, we get what we deserve in the sense that um, I'm, I'm a little disappointed that there's a couple teams above us, which I'm sure we'll get into here. <laughs> but sure we will. But at the same time, like, I, I, we know Notre Dame. We do this podcast, and we talk about – what the problems are and not in the sense that we just want to complain and be grouchy but it's constructive criticism it's mm-hmm. like look i'm identifying a problem that needs to be worked on right? right anything from the how our defense is performing to our shitty offensive line play at the you know the first five games of the year you know to not being able to run the football and averaging 80 rushing yards for quite some time exactly you know, like really the last like two three games have looked good right okay so if we took uh the notre dame team of the last three games you know from Vodtech to the present exactly that's a pretty good looking notre dame team. that's a different team than the team that played Cincinnati but but that's and... not what the committee is doing exactly. the committee is saying okay what are the best four teams and they're looking at who would you win and there's a, clearly a bunch of you know bias that's built in there right um give me an example from the bias standpoint the bias standpoint michigan 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 okay um the the real when i when i go through the stats uh and some of the numbers and looking at who's played who and strength of schedule and and me personally i value strength of schedule because it's like look if you play little sisters of the poor and you know (laughs) west lafayette tech or whatever you're not those those wins don't mean anything right so they don't help your schedule and furthermore now granted if little sisters of the poor are appalachian state and beat you or or, well or are eight no right they're undefeated right and they have wins assigned to them 
you know their strength of schedule what have you then that that transcends across right um so if little sisters of the poor you're referring to cincinnati in this case well cincinnati so that's an interesting point so i went and let, let me just pull it up here i went through and looked at the rankings and i didn't look at the top 25 but notre dame is of course sitting at 10 right mm-hmm. which i don't like i wish we were at eight or nine okay but what i wanted to do is quantify with numbers and data forget my bias forget some of these other things like yeah, sure. like i think i don't think too many people would argue that georgia is number one i, I want to pretty sure given that they beat what is it during the time of the game four top 25 victories yeah then i i they're undefeated absolutely right and and the the thing is like but i wanted to quantify like why is georgia number one Mm -hmm. like how are they doing stats wise like that that's what this podcast is all about we're putting numbers and data behind the opinion we're trying to form sheet do its job that hey we got the scotch it's almost out here but (laughs) the uh spreadsheets will do the talking and let us tell so spreadsheet microsoft excel what are you doing so but no seriously like so the number one important thing is record okay okay there are you know half of these teams that are above notre dame are ha, are undefeated and that's something notre dame doesn't have and right. therefore notre dame is not in control of their destiny if they were undefeated they would probably be ranked sixth or fifth See, that's and, my and, opinion and i think that's right where you think the expectation is because look at somebody like Oklahoma is undefeated, but they also Correct. are nine games in. Right. So, so that makes sense why they're ahead of us. Right. So so I, I kind of pulled a bunch of stats together for anything from CFB stats to Sagarin to just even Wikipedia and, and just whatever. But <laughs> and, and a partridge in a pear tree. But I looked at win percentage. I looked at strength of schedule per Sagarin. I looked at total touchdowns that each team has scored and where they rank relative to all the other teams. Right. And and that's the number one important stat is how many touchdowns have you scored? Okay. Okay. Which makes sense. You need to score touchdowns to win the game, right? Correct. Um, but then the, the next important stat, I only look at top five stats, total touchdowns, scoring defense, total defense, then scoring offense, and then rushing touchdowns. Okay. And again, for anyone who's new, those are the top five stats that, on average, national champions are. So, for example, national champions average a top... They, they rank sixth in the country in total touchdowns when they hold the big trophy up at the end of the year. Okay. Versus total defense, for example, number three on this list, they rank 10th okay. in, the, in the country in total defense. So, I'm like, look, these are, these are clearly... This is the trend of the guys that are winning it all. So what do those numbers look like? So then what I did is I com- took those five stats and all 10 teams, if mm-hmm. you include Notre Dame, Georgia all the way down to Notre Dame, how do they rank currently in all of college football relative to everyone else? Right. So for example, Georgia, they're 22nd in the country in total touchdowns, but they're first in scoring defense, second in total defense, 14th in scoring offense and 51st in rushing touchdowns you add up those five statistics they get a score and it's like golf you want a a low score right right? their score was 90 cincinnati 
Their score, 43. Whoa. Okay. Cincinnati, if you add up those five stats, it is the best of all 10 of those teams. I was just going to say. Here's the problem, though. Of all 10 of those teams, Cincinnati has the worst strength of schedule. Okay. Furthermore, because a lot, and I think, I think this is one of the problems with the committee. Well, maybe not the only problem, but, but Cincinnati, I also looked at who did these teams lose to if they have a loss and are, are those losses against other top 25 teams right. in, in this first ranking. And then if they have a win, who is that win and where does that team rank? Okay. So like Cincinnati, clearly they beat Notre Dame. Well, Notre Dame is ranked 10th. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame doesn't have a win against okay. any team that's in the top 25. Okay. But Cincinnati does, and it's Notre Dame. But Notre Dame has a loss to Cincinnati. So, like, Michigan. Michigan is a great example. Their golf score, quote-unquote, is 84th. It's actually second on the list Okay. behind Cincinnati, mm. which is weird. But Michigan, their strength of schedule is 35th in the country. That's okay. actually pretty decent. Uh, it's actually yeah, uh, third, third best, best on that list. But actually, it's fourth, fourth best. Fourth best, because yeah. I didn't look at Notre Dame. <laughs> we'll come back to that. But Michigan, strength of schedule of 35, one loss to, of course, Michigan State. But they have no wins against teams in the top 25 okay. of the current college football playoffs. Now, there's a little bit of circular logic there because it's like, well, these teams are good because they're in the top 25. And, well, this team here, like Alabama, they beat these other teams that are in the top 25. So we're going to rank them ahead of, you know, you know, teams Ohio State or yeah. Cincinnati or something like that because, well, these other teams are. But there is some value to that because it's like, like these teams are good, but when Georgia beats Kentucky and they beat Auburn, right? Reason, even though those teams fall out of where correct, they were, then yeah, they end up. In addition sticking. to being undefeated, the most important stat: Georgia has two wins of teams in the top twenty-five. Auburn ranked thirteenth today, and Kentucky ranked eighteenth mm-hmm. today. Right. Uh, one of the ones that impressed me was actually Oregon. Oregon, of course, beat Ohio State at Ohio State, but then has a shitty loss to Stanford, an unranked team, right? And, right. and Oregon is the only team, which is why I don't think Oregon should be number four. Um, I think Cincinnati should, but that's just my opinion. Um, I think Oregon being number four is, is bad because they have a bad loss. Of all these teams in the top ten, they're the only one whose loss was to a non-ranked team. Yeah. Notre Dame's one only loss is to Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Michigan, their only loss is to Michigan, Michigan State. State. And Ohio State, their one loss is to Oregon. Oregon. Alabama, Texas A&M. Could this be the but Pac-12 Texas A&M nod is, because right. it's Oregon? There might be a little bit of that with the Pac-12, but, but here's the thing. Oregon has two wins over teams in the top 25. That's true. Fresno State at 23 and Ohio State at 5. And I think if they didn't beat Ohio State or they didn't even have that game on their schedule at all. They'd be out of the top 10. Uh, they, there's no the way. There's no way they'd be up there, right? Yeah. But but And even their golf score isn't very good at all. It's, uh, let me hear, hit the button here. We're going to hit the button, smallest to largest. Okay. Oregon would be 
you know, seventh on this list okay. with a score of 172. Where is Notre Dame on that list? All right, we've kind of saved this for the end because you're asking the question, why, you know, was I mad or whatever about exactly. this? So when I look at the numbers here and I look at these five stats, Notre Dame has the worst score out of all 10 of these teams. But Notre Dame has the best strength of schedule. They have the best strength of schedule. But if you also take a historical perspective of this, Notre Dame more or less usually has a decent strength of schedule. Okay. Okay. Their strength of schedule is ninth in the country. It's certainly best out of all those teams. Right. Okay. And But that's because the teams they played are starting to win. So like Purdue's winning, Wisconsin's, you know, pulling their head out, right? Toledo is killing it in the MAC, right? Right. Um, so, so there's other teams that are winning and doing a decent job, um, and that that is helping Notre Dame. And they played Cincinnati. Cincinnati mm. is still undefeated, right? So right. that as you know, it's it's as your opponents get better and keep winning, your strength of schedule goes up. But it still doesn't change the fact on the day you played them, you lost. lost. All right. But Notre Dame, if, if you just look at the stats, okay, total touchdowns, the most important stat, they're 54th in the country. Hey, we're over half. Yeah, yeah <laughs> out of 130 teams. Yeah, that's right, yeah. The glass is half full. Right? <laughs> I will look at it that okay. way. Okay, scoring defense, we're 58th in the country. Total defense, 74th. Okay, top three stats alone combined forget the other ones, is 186. That, that was, that's the exact same score that Wake Forest has in those those five categories. Exactly. All right? Scoring offense is their best of these. They're ranked 38 still. That's okay. still worse than all the other nine teams. Yeah. All right? And rushing touchdowns were 72nd. Okay? Now, maybe Oklahoma's getting a bump here because they played one more game than everyone else. But Oklahoma is still, you know, ranked eighth in the playoffs, right? Um, even though they have a strength schedule of seventies, which isn't very good. So, like, where am I getting at? A lot of the perception out there, you know, everyone talks about this eye test. I absolutely despise and hate <laughs> that stat. Last year, go back to last year, I went and gave so much shit to Ohio State right. because they quote passed the eye test and and all this other stuff. And I've, I find that to be, it, it's nothing but bias and it's all based on opinion and, you know, what highlights look great on ESPN. Mm -hmm. That's all the eye test is. It has nothing to do with how you're actually performing. It has nothing to do with stats. Okay. If they want to say that Alabama is a good team and they are a good team, well, it's because they're putting up decent numbers. On this list, they are fourth if you just look at the five stats in a vacuum, all right? Okay. But they still have a loss, so there's no reason why they should be ahead of Georgia, okay? Right. And and furthermore, and I've, I've heard this now on multiple podcasts, where it's like, look, if there's going to be this bias between Georgia or Alabama and Ohio State or whatever, then just why even play games? Why play games, you know? Or if you're Cincinnati, um, I think it was um, – uh, five foot nothing pod mm -hmm. he was talking about how cincinnati got the shaft and i i agree that they i think they should be ranked fourth okay um behind the the three that are ranked above them uh right now 
Um, I do think Michigan State does belong up there, at least in the top five. Okay. Um, but but Five Foot Nothing Pod was talking about how if you're a group of five team, that you're just playing for fun. Like that the he he believes that if Cincinnati wins out, they still will not make the playoffs. And that potentially could be true. And I, and I and I exactly I actually don't think he's wrong, and and I think that will further emphasize the pressure for having um expansion of the playoffs now oh absolutely i don't want to get into the merits of you know an eight team versus a 12 team playoff you know do we it, go two first round buys or just one yeah i don't i, I yeah. that that's that's clearly a longer discussion for another time but at the end of the day do i like where notre dame is of course not but i think notre dame just has to look at themselves in the mirror because i think they put themselves in this situation yeah. there these numbers let's face it these people are going into a room we don't know what they're talking about they're clearly not listening to this podcast and looking at sagar and strength of schedule and some <laughs> of these other things that i'm putting out and having algorithms spit out on on excel exactly. right they're not doing that okay okay they're talking i don't even know if they're watching games it doesn't matter but they're coming out and so perception in this case is reality okay you have to quote unquote look good in 2012 all right notre dame was undefeated and that is the reason and should still be the only reason why they went to the national championship game Mm -hmm. now as an educated you know fan who's doing this podcast and looking at the numbers notre dame was going to get their shit kicked by alabama and look what we saw and that is what happened which is why last year when Notre Dame played Alabama, I said, there's no way they're going to win, and here's why. Okay, with these stats right here, we don't deserve to be in a four-team college playoff okay. compared to these other teams at this point in the season. Now, Even Michigan. Okay, so Michigan, I'm glad you brought them up. So Michigan has a decent strength of schedule, but the teams they're playing are winning. So, okay, that's fine. And, but, and the numbers that they're performing. So, again, Michigan not only just being Michigan, and I think they're getting a bone thrown to them, they are blowing teams out. They didn't, you know, just squeak by Toledo and come back to beat Toledo, right? Right. They are blowing teams out. They are 10th in scoring defense. They're 20th in scoring offense. They're 6th in rushing touchdowns. That's better than the national champion average of eleventh. Yep. Okay. So, you know, I don't I don't feel good about talking about Michigan deserving to be better than Notre Dame, but they lost to Michigan State and they kind of shot themselves in, in the foot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Notre Dame and Michigan would be ranked really close to each other. Okay. If if I had to had to rank these these teams. So um Wake Forest is surprised that the ACC is kind of down. You know, it's it, it, it kind of is what it is, you know. I mean, it's really hard for me to, to make an argument that Notre Dame is better than one of these other teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't say they're better than any team that's undefeated. Well, I, we, I we can't and won't say yeah, that. Yeah, we don't have anybody that's got two losses that's above them. Mm-mm. And we have a 9-0 team ahead of them. Everyone that is undefeated ahead of them. I think does deserve to be in that conversation. And unfortunately we put ourselves in that perspective. I think what you said, Oregon was the only one that really is the big question mark because yes, they beat Ohio state, 
but they also lost to Stanford. So why are they above us? I don't know. Yeah, like like so, these these are the four teams that are above Notre Dame that have one loss. Oregon, Ohio State, Alabama, and Michigan. Mm-hmm. Can you honestly say, oh, Notre Dame is better than one of those teams? I would say Oregon, yes. Okay, so if Notre Dame is better than Oregon, are they better than Ohio State? Because Oregon beat Ohio State, and head-to-head, Oregon should be ranked over Ohio State? See, I would say no, because, again, go back to these other stats. Unless we're putting a lot of value on strength of schedule, which, again, the committee chooses not to do that. Well, and I think that's also pretty tattletailing in if Notre Dame has the best strength of schedule of the entire top 10 and we're sitting at 10th that maybe could be justified by not putting that much weight at it so what you're saying is Notre Dame should keep playing teams like Navy yes (laughs) well Michigan plays Appalachian State I mean that even even Alabama has a couple easy games oh Notre Dame yeah Notre Dame traditionally has a stronger Strength of schedule yeah. than any of the top ten currently. They will not because. play an F. Notre Dame has never played an FCS team. Okay, they will not schedule that. They always schedule Power Five teams, maybe one Group of Five team or something, and, and the service academies, and that's it. And maybe this is the kryptonite to why Brian Kelly has not won a major six bowl. Well, and and that's an interesting point because, like I last year, I went and looked at. All the teams that won titles in the last 10 years and when they had a quote easy game like an easy matchup i think notre dame was playing like south florida or something last year mm-hmm. and i was like okay this is notre dame's cupcake how is notre dame performing against their cupcakes but then how many national champions play cupcakes and and what do those look like right. so like for example one that really jumped off the page was in 2013 florida state beat the snot out of idaho okay Mm -hmm. like they scored like it was like 70 to 10 it was like some really like embarrassing score okay okay and if you look historically at how many of those teams on average every team that won the title had three cupcakes on their team now the contrast to that is all the teams that have won for the most part they're either from the SEC, but they play a bunch of other top 10 teams. Okay. And because they play those other top 10 teams, either within their own conference play and whatnot, like if you're in the SEC West, you're playing right, against. You're playing the Auburns, you're playing the LSUs when they're decent, you know, yeah. Alabama, right? And then you'll have your SEC championship against another really good opponent, right? Mm-hmm. So the, the point I'm making is. Maybe, and I'm not saying Notre Dame should do this, okay, but within the, quote, rules, this is, we talked about Navy doing cut blocks, which is part of the rules, the rules for these teams that make the playoffs, teams that win the title, you can schedule the three patsies on your schedule, but as long as you blow up your conference and you, and on game day, on the games that matter against decent teams with a good record, you know, Alabama versus Auburn or something like that. You win the Iron Bowl if you're Alabama. Heck, that's going to that's gonna get some love thrown your way. And Notre Dame isn't doing that. Yes, we had a Shamrock Series game, but Wisconsin is not good this year. Mm-hmm. Okay? Purdue, give me a break. All right? Okay. Um, Florida State sounds sexy, but they're not good, and we struggled against them. So then let me give you a hypothetical. Okay, Penn State 
just fell out of the the Big Ten, but you have Michigan, Michigan State, uh, Ohio State. Why wouldn't it, or would it be more beneficial for Notre Dame to become a member of the Big Ten as a conference, have a consistent strength of schedule in conference, and then schedule cupcakes? I can hear us losing followers right now. And use that Navy game as one of those games. Right. So we just got back Michigan as... A traditional rivalry. Yeah, more. I, I I don't know when we're playing them next. I know we're playing Ohio State next year in the year after my, that. But my point though is, if we join a conference, we can have these cupcake games. Right. We boost ourselves with our strength of schedule in our conference and beat ourselves up basically. And okay, King of the Hill wins right. through. If that's the case, wouldn't that make the best case for? an even more strength in Big Ten against the SEC. Right. So so Notre Dame has played the Big Ten more than any other conference. Absolutely. Okay. So, and regionally with where they are and, and rivalries with it like Mich- Michigan and Purdue and, and, you know, we have trophies with, you know, you know, Michigan State as well, right, that we, you know, we fight over, right? So... It makes sense that Notre Dame would join the Big Ten. Now, do I think Notre Dame is going to join a conference? Right now, no, because right now it's not requisite for this four-team playoff. Now, I my, my reasons, look, I, first episode I ever recorded on this podcast was I mentioned that, and, and that was in the year of COVID, the year we joined the ACC for one mm-hmm. season. And then we left. We didn't, unfortunately, did not get the trophy. But I actually said that Notre Dame should join a conference full time. But it has nothing to do with, you know, automatic bids and or anything like that of of making the playoffs. No, it has everything to do with the mentality of players in the sense that the season is longer than it has ever been before historically. Okay, right. so you have a longer season and. If you're Notre Dame and you're independent, you really have nothing to play for except a championship. That's it. There's only one team out of 130 teams that's going to win that. All right. So your odds are already low. But if you're in a conference, okay, you have an opportunity to win a trophy. Now, no, it's not the trophy, but it is a trophy. And what it is, and and especially if, and I would be even more in favor of Notre Dame joining a conference, if conference like power five conference champions were automatic bids kind of like the basketball tournament mm-hmm. okay and and no it go but let's go to that no one would argue that the winner of the pac 12 the big 12 the west coast conference the Sun Belt, whatever any of those teams that win their conference they should not go to the tournament automatically absolutely no questions everyone asked. says that everyone agrees that in the basketball tournament but now we go over to college football why like who would argue that that should also not be a situation right at least with the power five no okay absolutely. so so if you're notre dame do you want to hold on to your tradition and limit your opportunities for ultimately going all the way and holding a trophy that's my point if we're truly, as Notre Dame fans, serious and wanting our team to win, you know, we want to have another year 
and record plastered on the on the big yellow sign right in the locker room okay yeah. if we want to have another year beyond 1988 if playoff chances are improved by automatic bids joining a conference we're stupid if we don't join a conference exactly i think we're stupid okay don't be arrogant and prideful and say hey we need to be independent because we're notre dame because we're hot shit because we're notre dame no so we, basically, we are not hot if shit. we stay where we're at as we're at then we have to be perfect. We cannot lose. Yes. And we also have to have a harder strength of schedule than everyone else. Well, right. Consider. Right, exactly. And and so what we're doing is is we're we're like giving ourselves a two second penalty in the race because now, oh man, look, Notre Dame ranked ninth strength of schedule, right? And but look, look at all these these stats, right? And and look where we are in the rankings. So are we helping ourselves? I'm not so sure about that. Do I love playing USC, Navy, Stanford, and some of these other teams that we are that have historically on the schedule? Sure, but and and don't get me wrong, I would love to keep playing USC, okay? But I would love winning championships more. Absolutely. So back to the playoff situation. Look, it, it's week one, right? I didn't go back and look at historical playoff rankings of where teams were at week Week one of these rankings yeah you know like some of these teams are going to lose right you know michigan uh michigan state and ohio state are going to converge at some point right absolutely you know you've got penn state in there to ruin yeah they'll they'll yes one of those guys will have another shitty loss it'll probably be michigan illinois could another nine overtime upset with somebody else yeah uh, hopefully not right (laughs) but but you know georgia alabama right now look like they're going to play each other in the sec championship they'll collide right Oklahoma, I, they're due for an upset, in my opinion. You know, they they've like kind of squeaked by some games. They have not looked very impressive it, at late. Honestly, I think Oklahoma Wake Forest, States, the ACC is trash this year. I mean, look at yeah. Clemson. Where the hell is that team gone? You know, don't Wait, talk to me of the eye test with that team. Clemson's part of the ACC. What? They, I know, right? I know. Who? Right? <laughs> Who that? Right? They kind of fell off. Yeah, like fucking Pitt is ranked above above them. You know, like Pitt's in the top twenty-five. Yeah, I think they are twenty-fifth, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. Pitt is 25. So I'm like, wait a sec. Hail to Pitt, right. Um, But like, so so all this is going to shuffle here. But like, just like in 2019, where Notre Dame lost to the two good teams they played in the Mm -hmm. regular season, they got their butts kicked by Michigan at Michigan. And they lost on the road a close, close, it was a close loss Mm -hmm. at Georgia though. All right. And they ended up going to the Cheez-It Bowl or Camping World Bowl or whatever it was and beat the snot at Iowa State. I honestly, look, Crystal Ball, and we'll wrap this up. I think what's going to happen is Notre Dame will not make the playoffs. I, I don't see it happening. I don't, I, unless there's some crazy chaos that happens above them, but yeah. that's not going to happen. You're okay. Have, not with, well, not see, with four games left. Yeah. You're going to have to see some major implosions. Plus the conference injuries, the conference, the, the conference, no, the, the conference titles are also going to come up and that's a game that Notre Dame doesn't have. Right. Exactly. So all these other teams, um, including Cincinnati all have a conference championship and that's one other game against a quote good team ish, Mm -hmm. you know, and there you go. So I don't see Notre Dame making the playoffs. I don't, but what I do see is them making a new year six. Okay. And we can get that monkey off our back. That'd be nice. So, so I believe that is the best thing that Notre Dame fans can hope for this season. 
you but you have to go 11 and 1 you have to go 11 and 1 Absolutely. if we lose to look, look at all look back up Notre Dame schedule Navy Virginia Georgia Tech okay Stanford Stanford none of those teams are ranked nope not very sexy at all maybe Stanford just because they beat Oregon the name recognition right? Navy we're gonna have f 18s fly over the game tomorrow yeah. I hear you know like that's cool but Notre Dame has to go 11 and one okay rest of the year and we're gonna go to New Year's six and we have an opportunity to do that and then Buckner comes in next year as starting quarterback right like, yeah yeah the Buck wild package we I want to see that maybe we should join the pac 12 then no. God, no. I'm just no. I'm just thinking RPO West Coast. Style. I do not want to play Washington <laughs> State. God, now playing Colorado again would be cool. That would and be cool. and I've been on this podcast bitching that Notre Dame needs to schedule a game home and home against Oregon. So Notre Dame, get on that schedule a game against Oregon. What, why? Are you, what are you waiting for? Exactly. Um, yeah, just playing. as long as they don't wear their bird shit. Uniforms. No, the bird yeah. shit uniforms. Oh those are God, terrible. Those, those are the horrible. worst. Uh, Oregon, uh, do better. Yeah, come on, Nike, you, you can do better. Than yeah. That. All right. So, uh, so yeah, playoffs talk. Um, TBD. You know, I'm sure this will be another subject we'll visit later on. Uh, Notre Dame is a rivalry. Uh, deal with the running. I want to say one more thing about Na- about Navy and running the ball. Buck Wild package. What if this is kind of like a sick fantasy of mine? Buckner is the quarterback. Bo Bauer is his fullback with Kyron Williams and Chris Tyree. Have those guys, those four guys, running triple option? Yeah, dude, dude, dude. <laughs> All right, Jared. Well, let's just we'll, we'll cross. I might not even be able to sleep tonight. It's gonna be like cr- if that was coming out. Excited now. I know, right? We gotta get up early. You're not driving. Someone else is driving the. Yeah, you're not driving the, the old the no, shuttle mean, bus. No, you afterwards. Well, afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but church is like five minutes away. So exactly. Uh, that's it. I think for tonight, uh, we gotta get get to bed. We got a lot of yelling. We gotta hydrate tomorrow. Definitely. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Uh, gotta protein up with some brats and yeah, okay, all that. Ready to go. All right. See y'all in the joy slot. Uh, hit us up on Twitter if the self reception is working uh but we'll be around absolutely all right take care go irish beat middies